This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Many people ask me how I used email to sell my first company, Heyo, and it's simple. You want to do things like open tracking so that you know when a potential buyer actually opens your email or potential new customer. You also want to set reminders so you can quickly know when to follow up with somebody if they haven't replied to you or use things like auto follow-up sequences. You can do all of this with a company called thetopinbox.com. In fact, I liked it so much, I bought the whole business. Go try it for free at thetopinbox.com right now. Nathan Lackey here. This is episode 508. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Wyatt. He's a 21-year-old who invested a 500 grand to reinvent webinars with his new company, Demio. Folks, good morning. Nathan Lackey here. Our guest today is Jerry Collier, and he is the head of growth at a company called Siftery. Previously, he was VP of Growth at Health Sherpa and co-founder of two startups. He's a graduate of Yale and Stanford. Also joining uh, later on, we'll have the CEO of Siftery, and he's really has over a decade of experience in the B2B software space and started the company simply because he was convinced there was a better way for companies to discover, select, and make better use of their software. Both the CEO and Jerry are 500 Sharps alums with previous companies. Jerry, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Uh, great to be here, Nathan. All right. What was your 500 company, by the way? Uh, the one we went for 500 Sharks was Central Mayoreo. I tried to do a kind of Alibaba for Mexico, which is where I grew up. And what was it uh, called? Central Mayoreo. Uh, it's like Wholesale Central. Very cool. Translates, Very cool. Yeah. All right. So let's fast forward. Did you and, and uh, it's pronounced Vamji, right? The CEO? That's right. Yeah. Did you guys meet at 500? Uh, no, we, we, uh, we were sort of introduced through the network and, and through other uh, friends in common, but, uh, that wasn't necessarily, uh, what initiated our conversation. And so what, start so fast forward now, tell us what Siftery does and how you guys generate revenue. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Siftery, we're in the business of helping users, uh, discover and select software. Uh, specifically we, we have folks on business software, uh, that uh, is going to be a good fit for for their stack, and you know, trying to uh, you know fill in any gaps that they might have. Uh, and we do this by essentially tracking. So we're tracking about ten thousand software products right now, uh, and tracking you know hundreds of thousands of companies that are using them. And then we use all this information to feed our recommendation engine, uh, and that recommendation engine is just getting better over time as we get more data, both from scraping the web. Uh, looking for you know snippets of code, uh, and then we also have the community contributing a lot of those data points. You know, like users telling us what they're uh, what they're already using, uh, and some of the vendors letting us know who their customers are, so that we can then use that to make recommendations to other similar companies. Who's leading like the data quality at Siftery? 
so we have uh, what's unique about our team is we have a small team in San Francisco. There's uh, five of us in okay. SF, uh, but we do have uh, another 25 team members who are distributed between uh, Kiev and Bangalore, which is our biggest office. Uh, Vamshi and Ayan, who's our CTO, uh, you know, have worked with the team over there for, for many years. And, you know, that was the foundation of our uh, engineering team, data science team, which so is which is growing over there. Bangladesh, you uh, said, in San yeah. Francisco? Uh, yeah. uh, Bangalore. Oh, Bangalore. Yeah. Bangladesh? No, no, I may have, I may have heard it wrong. <laughs> Bangalore. So we have a team member of about uh, yeah. 30 people spread across Bangalore and San Francisco. Yeah, and Kiev, small team in Kiev. Oh, in Kiev. Okay, cool. So, so the reason I ask about data quality is because, it's, first off, I want the audience to understand this because it is a valuable tool. I encourage you to use it. A lot of people don't know tools like this exist, but... And correct me if I'm wrong here, Jerry. Uh, basically, what they do is it's a combination of they're scraping the web. You know when you like install something like Mixpanel and you have to go like put a tracking code on your website so that Mixpanel will work? Well, what Siftery does is they basically scan the whole web, right? And they see which websites that Mixpanel tracking code is on. And they can then tell you all the companies that are, are using Mixpanel. So if you're a competitor to Mixpanel, that's a great list to go attack, right? Because you know they're already users of a, a familiar product. Jerry, that, is that all accurate? Uh, yeah, that's exactly one of the things that we do is scraping the web, looking for these hints, snippets of code, usually that that are good indicators that someone's using a product. Uh, uh, but in addition to that, so we do have this kind uh, of network component, community user generated content. And so whenever, uh, you know, we, we see a hint across many different websites, we're asking the community for confirmation. And if we see that, you know, a certain hint does not correlate very well with confirmation. So we get a lot of people saying, no, we're actually not using this. Then that lets us know that that hint is actually not very accurate. And so the combination of this programmatic, you know, scraping of the web and the community component uh, means that we can have a really a uniquely accurate data set uh, that, uh, you know, you're not going to find somewhere else. So that, that combination we think is very powerful. So you're, you're kind of crowdsourcing the indicator quality, right? And, and then if the indicator quality is strong from a first person source, you'll basically apply that rule across the entire web to build out the data set very quickly. That's right. That's definitely one of the things that, that we do. Interesting. Okay, very cool. How do you make money? Um, so there, there are ways to make money here uh, on the... Um, you know, there are folks who have done something like this and, and try to create tools essentially for, for sales team. Uh, our sense is that we're trying to play for the longer run, the longer term, and trying to create tools for software buyers. Um, and so what we're ultimately trying to get to is, is a point where, uh, you know, the software buyers themselves are willing to pay for, you know, a, a premium tier of services that Sifter is able to offer. Uh, so, for example, like one other product that, uh, you know, we're working on, which is in a, in a bit of a private beta right now, is, uh, you know, trying to get some uh, pricing points for, for software, you know, trying to get folks to tell us what they're paying for different amount of software, uh, for different software, I mean, and, uh, you know, give them back benchmarks and use that information to, you know, make recommendations uh, whether, you know, they might they might be overpaying for their current software or there's, you know, a different piece of software that fits their needs that it could be cheaper. Uh, and if so, we can drive value, uh, you know, that way or, or 
uh, you know, we have a few other ideas. That, Jerry, are you, we are you, guys, that, are you pre-revenue yeah. right now? We, we have like a couple of, uh, like this dev deals in, in, in the pipeline, uh, but they're, uh, uh, they're not, they're not sub- substantial. So, so anyone listening right now, can, they can go use this tool for free. It's not like a SaaS, it's not like 10 bucks a month to use. There's no SaaS model here. There's no, there's no, you haven't figured out a pricing model yet. Uh, right. So uh, currently it's, it's free. It's free for, for vendors who want to put their product out there. Uh, it's free for company users who are trying to get, you know, find new software, get software recommendations. Uh, and our plan is to keep it free and then, you know, build, uh, you know, additional functionality that users, company, like, uh, so software buyers ideally will want to pay for. Got it. Okay. But that doesn't exist yet, right? Uh, no, it doesn't exactly exist yet. So uh, just to give you a sense for, for the stage uh, that we're at as a company, uh, we, we raised uh, 4 million seed uh, earlier this year. Okay. Uh, and you know, we're, we're looking to focus on the revenue piece more uh, next year. Got it. Very cool. And so you've got a team of 30. I'm curious because you have a very interesting mix between San Fran and Bangalore and Kiev. What are your, what about, give me a range if that's fine, but what is it? What are your monthly headcount expenses? Uh, I mean, so we currently, our, our current burn rate uh, allows us to operate for still over two years. Uh, and I think well, that's one of the unique advantages of having a distributed team the way we, we do. Uh, that, you know, for a team our size, we were able to do quite a, quite a bit and move really fast. Mm-hmm. Well, if, so if you just raised four million bucks and I divide that by 24 months, which is a two year kind of burn rate, it comes out to about 160 grand. Are you guys, what are you spending somewhere around 160 grand per month all in, including headcount expenses? Yeah, actually under that, uh, oh, I it. think our, our burn rate's like 1.3 right now. Got it. 1.3 million a year. Got it. Okay. What is the, uh, what I'm really curious, I should have just asked this at the beginning. Uh, what advantage are you getting by having a development team in Bangalore? Like what's the average developer cost in Bangalore? Uh, significantly less. I don't, I don't know the exact salary uh, for for all our team members over there. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but obviously the cost of living is, is a fraction of what it is in San Francisco. Uh, but we do have, uh, you know, strong, strong, st- strong team over there. Uh, it's actually, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, the team there is, is like pretty young guys who have, you know, just come out of school or have, uh, you know, one work experience before that. Uh, and I think, you know, it's definitely folks that when, when, when I interact with them and, and I haven't been to, to our uh, Bangalore office yet, but I will be uh, early next year. Uh, when I interact with them, it feels like I'm interacting with someone here in Silicon Valley. Like they, they have that mindset. Uh, so the, the salaries are lower, but uh, the cost of living is lower as well, obviously. And, and, and there's definitely, uh, you know, great talent. So what are you, you're head of marketing and head of growth, right? That's right. Yeah. What, what number are you looking at daily? What do you care about to measure growth? Since obviously revenue is obviously the best indicator of growth, but, but since you're pre-revenue, what are you focused on every day? What number? Yeah. So a good proxy for us is you know, how many users uh, we're signing up every day. Uh, but ultimately what we really care about is how many of these data points are being contributed by the community. Uh, cause that's just, you know, a, a unique advantage that we have. And it also feeds back into our, our programmatic scraping. So that's, that's really valuable. Uh, ultimately I think that's, that's a key, key metric for us. Uh, and then we're also just trying to build an audience, right? So ultimately we were trying to, uh, encourage more vendors to be actively engaged with the platform. Uh, and one way that we do that is, you know, by uh, ha- having more folks who are ma- making the software buying decisions through Siftery. 
Uh, and some of those will be able to contribute data points, but others might be more casual users. And so we're looking at kind of those, uh, those two extremes as well. So what year did you launch in? Uh, the product actually just launched uh, earlier this year. Yep. We uh, had a, a pretty successful product hunt launch uh, in January. How many users uh, did that drive? Oh, uh, quite a bit. It was like uh, 6,000 plus. Uh, and then there was a TechCrunch article soon afterwards uh, that helped uh, quite a bit as well. How many did the TechCrunch uh, so it's a, a, a fraction of that. It was maybe like 1,000. So product thousand. Was, was more powerful uh, than TechCrunch. Yeah, I mean, also Siftery is still one of the 50 most, most upvoted products on, on product hunt, I think. So, so that was really good. All right, Jared, uh, you're, half was... you're half smiling. There's an art to this. This is, You don't just... It, it, you have to put a marketing plan together get all those upvotes the day you release it to get ranked that high. Now, obviously, we know Ryan is a YC alum, so we have connections there. But what strategically were you doing? Take me back to that morning. You posted on product hunt. Are you emailing your, your user base, your mom, your dad, telling everyone to go upvote it? How did you get all the upvotes so quickly? Yeah, I mean, Vamshi will be able to speak to that uh, a bit more. Um, but there was definitely, you know, some encouragement of, you know, the existing beta users, uh, existing user base, uh, some friends, some folks in the 500 startups network. Uh, but I think everyone on the team was surprised by, by you know, how well received uh, it was. Uh, you know, when we were, uh, when the, you know, when the team was uh, predicting how many users we would get out of it, it was, it was basically, uh, you know, a tenth of what we ultimately ended up getting. So what, uh, what definitely are, very surprising. And what are you at now in terms of just total user base since launch date? Um, so we have about uh, 25K right now, okay. uh, users who have given us mostly their company email addresses. So we, we think these are these are very you know valuable users who, who, who are engaged and who can contribute those data points. And uh, how do you measure the utility they're getting from Siftery. Do you measure how many unique searches each business email has done? What's the utility metric? Um, so for, for us, what, like one really key one is uh, when we give a software recommendation uh, and someone tells us that it's a good recommendation, uh, there's like a very easy way. There are kind of cards that flip that uh, are very easy to interact with. Uh, when someone tells us we're giving them a good recommendation, whether it's through one of those cards or because they email us, let us know about it some other way, uh, we think we're doing our job right. Interesting. Okay. How many recommendations do you send out per, I guess, month or per week, whatever you track? Oh, um, I, I wouldn't even estimate that number right now. Okay. Uh, Got it. So, I mean, I'm getting a better sense of your, your potential revenue model. So basically, if you get to the point, you could say, hey, mix panel, pay us a million bucks a year. And every person that we think is using one of your competitors will recommend them your product at a little cheaper price if you cut a deal with us. Something like that, right? Yeah, that's certainly a, a possibility. Um, I think we, you know, the first area that we're targeting is trying to fill folks gaps so if they're looking for a crm when they didn't have one or they're uh, not doing a certain type of analytics that will help them fill the gap uh, but there can also be substitutes and, and consolidation right because uh, the thing is that there are no perfect substitutes in in, in software often uh, you know your, your stack can look uh, very different you can have 20 products doing 20 different things or you can consolidate that into a couple that do uh, you know, 10 things each, 10 of those things each. Yep. Well, very cool. Jerry, as people watch you build this uh, this company, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? 
Uh, so I'm at uh, Jerry at Satri.com, uh, or my Twitter is GGIACO. Uh, and check out Sistery and, uh, you know, interact with us. Uh, I'm on Intercom uh, frequently as well. And, and yeah, we'd love to, to help you guys out. Folks, I may have to stop doing the podcast. I will tell you why. I have found a business and I'm ready to go all in. It's the one I want to take public by the time I turn 30. It's called the topinbox.com. And here's why I know it's going to be big, very big. There are so many other companies charging way too much for this right now. Yesware, ToutApp, Boomerang. That's to do things like send later reminders and auto follow-ups for salespeople inside of your Gmail inbox. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it for free. We have so many people using it. It's growing so fast. And we do many of the things that salespeople love. We don't require people to leave the inbox to go log into a website. It's so simple to use. And I have to tell you, I mean, salespeople are like drooling over this thing. They're like licking the the drool off their keyboard. They're loving this thing so much. TheTopInbox.com. Go install it now. Use it for free, people. Okay, I like you because you're listeners. Use it for free before I decide to start charging for it. Go right now to the top inbox. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's going so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which... I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay. Again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Top Tribe will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top five zero eight. Again, forward slash the top five zero eight. Eight. Jerry, let's wrap this thing up with the famous five. These are five last questions with one word answers. You ready? All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I was just reading Hooked by Nirial. I liked it a lot. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, it's okay if you don't have one. Yeah, Elon Musk is like such an easy one, right? But I just keep getting blown away. <laughs> Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, uh, like TopTel? Uh, a favorite tool? Is yeah. question? Any online tool. Oh, uh, we've, we've been using uh, Buffer a fair bit, and uh, that's been really good for us. Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Uh, not quite. <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, partnered up, no kids. No kids. Okay. And, uh, how old are you? Uh, 30 recently, a couple weeks ago. Well, congratulations. So last question, take us back 10 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Oh, um, I thought I wanted to go into public service, uh, which, which I'm still interested in, but I, I didn't study computer science. I kind of wish I, I had more of a focus on that in college. Top Tribe, there you have it. He wish he studied more computer science. They had a big launch on Siftery, or sorry, on Product Hunt, adding over 6,000 users. Now, today, as of November 2016, Siftery has over 25,000 users as they start exploring how to more intelligently recommend online tools, whether it's back end, front end, et cetera, to companies to help them build their businesses faster. Jerry, thank you for taking us to the top. All right, awesome. Thanks, Nathan. 
If you enjoyed Jerry today, go back and listen to Abhimanyu yesterday. They've raised $300,000 and their chatbot helps your audience talk to you and get answers immediately. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 